folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, I'm going to talk a bit about myself. I work with clients when I do coaching and we get into some pretty intimate areas, so I think it's important that I reveal aspects of myself as well on this podcast so people can trust me and so they can know I'm going through many of the same issues and also how I've come to resolve some of my own issues and maybe that will be a benefit to them. So most recently I've been going through a bit of a health concern. I would say it's my health that gives me the most anxiety. I'm actually in really good health and maybe that's part of it. I think I take excellent health for granted so anything that goes slightly off the rails it gets me really upset and perhaps I make a bigger deal out of it than I need to. But a recent situation was a bit concerning and it's still concerning and I wanna talk about what's going on. So I was walking to a pizza place in my neighborhood. It was my day off and I was having my weekly cheat meal and I noticed a vehicle driving really fast down the street so I had to wait for it to pass and it was a ramshackle pickup truck, kind of makeshift, didn't sound very good, didn't look very good. And basically as I was waiting on the sidewalk, waiting to cross the street, there was an explosion in my ear. And I thought it was a tire that blew. The hearing sucked out of my ear and then came back like an ocean tide with a bit of ringing. And then it went back to normal, but not really. So what happened was it was a vehicle backfiring. It was this ramshackle pickup truck that really probably shouldn't have been on the road at all, should be in a repair shop, and it blew past, and that was that. And I was in a bit of a state of shock. I'd never heard anything that loud. I'd been around all sorts of loud sounds, everything from gunshots to rock concerts, but never had I sustained something that direct You know, it was basically a few feet away from me and it was a literal explosion. That's what happens when the tailpipes uh, do that. So I was sitting in the pizza shop. I'm like, I think my hearing's okay. I think it's okay, but something just feels off. And for the next couple weeks, I went back and forth between like, well, I hear everything fine, but everything just seems a little odd and I couldn't really explain it. There felt like some physical pressure in my ear on top of it. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Because at the time that day, I I didn't like burst my eardrum. I would have felt physical pain that day if some real damage had been done in that way. So I couldn't quite figure it out. It was kind of like I could hear everything just fine. But if there were two conflicting sounds, it sort of was a little confusing. And in certain circumstances, like in the car with the speakers, it sounded a little odd. It was just it was just confusing. I wasn't sure how much of it was in my head. I mean, literally, my ears are in my head. But just a hallucination. I wasn't sure what was going on. And so basically, after a couple weeks, I decided, hey, I should probably set up an appointment to get my hearing checked. And so I went into the audiologist, and they gave me a hearing test, you know, both ears, And it turns out that my hearing was really good and my ears basically identical. However, he acknowledged that I probably have some nerve damage. So that explosion is like, of course, yeah, something like that can cause ear trauma and cause nerve damage. And he says it is very likely that it will resolve itself over time. 
Of course, there's also the possibility that it never will. And so it's still this ongoing issue. I notice when I focus on it, it becomes more obvious like anything. And when I don't think about it, it only I notice it sometimes, but something's still going on. And I think and I hope it's getting better. There's some exercises uh, he suggested I do, so I'm doing those. But so that's that. It's it may be just a minor situation. It's kind of sucky, right, to just be walking around the street and then just you could potentially lose or have some of your senses just damaged. And so here's what I have been doing a bit of and I would like to hear some opinions about whether or not folks think this is a healthy course of action or if this is an unhealthy course of action or maybe if it's a little of both like most things are. So I'm somebody who does like to take action, who likes to deal with situations and like I said before, when my health is concerned I get a bit anxious and my anxiety in terms of health, um, if it comes from an outside source it becomes very different. What I'm trying to say is if I feel physically threatened in any way by an individual, which is pretty rare, like a conversation, an argument, even somebody puffing their chest at the bar, it doesn't really phase me. I'm not easily phased like that. I'm a taller guy. Just I've never really been picked on. I have a certain demeanor that makes it so people don't mess with me even though I'm a really nice guy. So I don't really get threatened easily. But in the circumstances when I do a flip, a switch flips, and my anxiety turns into anger. And I've noticed this in a few occasions, and I've talked a little bit about some anger issues I've had in the past, um, never towards really individuals, and never has it turned into a violent situation, anything like that. But it's there, and I think, you know, if I'm physically threatened, it's kind of a good thing that I react with, well, let's do something about it. Maybe not always, but it's better than being avoidant and running away. Of course, the best thing is the process through the anger, and that's what I'm trying to do. But this is a situation in which while I was not directly accosted or assaulted, I was indirectly assaulted by an individual. So it was another person who did this to me, right? So one thing you're like, hey, this is an accident. Stuff happens, let it go. Sure, un understandable, right? And, but part of me is like, I don't know, man. This person harmed my hearing and they're, they, there were no consequences for it. So that is a bit of egotism, right? For me, of course, if there's ongoing doctor bills, I want this person to pay for it. Um, then there's the issue of, is this a vendetta? Do I, am I being vindictive against this individual? Perhaps a little bit, right? But then I think, well, is there an added benefit if I were to seek out this individual? And the answer is probably, right? Because this person is going around, driving around town, and I'll tell you in a minute that I've talked to some other folks who have heard the vehicle. So this could happen again to anyone. It's gonna happen again to me, pretty unlikely, but it can happen again to somebody. It's probably happened in the past. This person needs to get their vehicle off the road or repaired. That's just the end all be all. So I feel like having the goal of seeking out this individual and ensuring that they get their vehicle fixed, if that's what happens, I'll probably leave it at that. And I think that's a noble cause. Of course, if I'm doing this purely out of revenge, then it's not such a noble cause because this was not a deliberate act. Of course, it was an act of negligence. They had to have known that their vehicle is not in tip-top shape 
and this probably wasn't the first time it backfired, and they know they're driving through a neighborhood. In fact, they were speeding, so they went, were gearing up to a level of speed that they didn't need to be at, and perhaps that actually is what caused the backfiring. Needless to say, they know, probably consciously, that this could have happened to somebody, and they still haven't done anything about it. So I'm a big fan of freedom, leaving people alone, but you don't get to do what you want if it harms other people. I think that's pretty, pretty basic. So following up with this individual, I'd like to hear if you think that even makes sense or not. Nevertheless, that's what I'm in the process of doing. And I'm trying to do this in a way that has the most integrity and honesty and being as genuine as possible while knowing that there probably is a little part of it or maybe even a substantial part that's about ego and maybe isn't coming from a good place. It would be a bad thing if it's like, I'm going and I'm going to beat him up. I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to go and I'm going to destroy his vehicle. I don't plan on doing that either. What I plan on doing is obtaining their license plate number and getting that to the Denver police and ensuring that the Denver police give this individual a ticket and then following up to see if that actually accomplished anything. And the reason I think this is the right, right course of action is because I did call the police and basically they said, hey, yeah, if you give me a license plate number, we can issue them a citation. Unfortunately, I didn't have a license plate number at the time and there are no halo cameras, which are the police cameras anywhere near for miles and miles and miles, even the likely route it would have taken in either direction. I checked all that, they don't have that. So <laughs> there aren't as many cameras around cities as you think. And I also have been putting stuff out on a neighborhood website called Nextdoor, and I'll return to that in a second. And I've been contacting local businesses for security camera footage. And that I think is the best bet because I located two businesses that for sure have security camera footage of at least part of the road. And so I have been in the process of trying to obtain, you know, a better description of the car, even though I know what it looks like. I know exactly the time at which it passed and then hopefully the license plate number. So that seems to be actually that my best lead. Here's what's really interesting is both of the companies that agreed to do this have been kind of giving me the runaround. Um, I've explained the situation. At first they were skeptical, or at least one of them was, and then they came around like, sure, this is something we can do to help you. It's been taking a long time. I followed up a couple times, and one of them was a bank, and then they haven't gotten back to me, which I have to admit that's a bit dispiriting. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult situation for me. I'm still concerned about my hearing. I realize this is one way I can address it. And they say that they're gonna help me and be on my side, and then they kinda are wishy-washy and they go back and forth. They're businesses, so I think they're weighing the pros and the cons. I, I would hope that they're looking at it like, and this is how I framed it, I'm living in the neighborhood, your neighborhood business. This is about making sure everything's good for any future neighbors who might be walking past, and they seem to get it. But again, they're, I think, looking at things from a business lens. Well, how will this benefit us, and what is this individual trying to do? Uh, I guess I get their skepticism, but... They've been a bit dishonest with me and, and that's unfortunate, but I'm gonna be following up with that and hopefully getting video footage. The other lead is through this next door website. So I put out that what happened and I put out a reward for any information. I said, I'll pay a hundred bucks if anyone can get me the license plate number. And here's what's interesting about, about that. Um, 
I got a couple people who did contact me and said, oh, that might be this vehicle. And I checked it out. It wasn't that vehicle. It's sort of just people having vehicles in their neighborhood that they think are loud. And, um, you know, my job is not to do the enforcement for that. Anyway, half of the communications, at least initially, were actually people harassing me, which I found, I mean, I'm laughing about it because it's funny, but I have to admit, I, I found it a bit upsetting. And not because I find internet trolling to be upsetting or people talking shit. A lot of times I find that funny or just... I roll my eyes and that's that. I'm a big proponent of free speech. I think people should be able to say whatever they want. And if they feel the need to say nonsensical things, you know, they're usually just coming from a kind of a jackass place and who cares. But I have to admit, in this circumstance, it, it bugged me. Um, you know, I've been ridiculed for opinions in the past. That, that's good. That's good. You know, you got to build up thick skin or maybe even they're making a point. But I specifically posted like, hey, so I might have permanent hearing damage and I wonder if anyone can help me find this vehicle so we can get off the road. And I had these people posting and like messaging me and stuff like that, basically saying, <laughs> making fun of me, basically basically making fun of me, saying like, who cares that you have hearing damage? And, um, you know, making jokes, I get it. And, and jokes, jokes are funny. And I really don't think anyone is off limits, but I was, I was actually a bit fascinated. You know, I was annoyed, but also fascinated by somebody who would, okay, imagine you see something up on a website and it's like, I just suffered an injury. Can somebody help? And you might roll your eyes and be like, oh, don't be such a baby, right? Like that might be, you might be calloused enough or just in that mood or whatever. You've had injuries yourself. It's not a big deal. And you might just ignore that, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you might even be like, this guy is a loser, but he's probably going through something or I don't want people to think I'm a lunatic, so I'm just going to let it go. But no, these people were like, I'm going to publicly ridicule him for, for having sustained hearing loss. And I'm going to make it publicly known, like, cause everyone has their full names on this website and like the neighborhood they live in. And I'm going to let all my neighbors know that I'm the person who has so little empathy that I would attack this person. So I, I found it really interesting. Um, you know, so on top of it, there, there was a lot of compounded emotion. So this is interesting, just how all this stuff kind of spirals and goes off into different directions. So you would think, focus on your task, get the information. But no, I, I think I had enough residual anger from just this having happened to me. You know, something that wasn't even my fault, wasn't even a force of nature, wasn't like a thunderstorm hurt my ear. It was some guy who just didn't feel like doing the thing he knew he had to do and it harmed me. So I had a bit of residual anger. So I, I let some of these comments get to me, right? Because I, I think I have a legitimate point here. And, th and this is the thing. I think you can come at things both from an emotional standpoint and not be right about addressing it that way and also have legitimate points. So I think this is another circumstance where sure, I had some legitimate points. And here I want to ask you if you think this is a legitimate way to even address this. So to me, it seems like almost sociopathic behavior to go out of your way to make fun of somebody who has just sustained an injury and is asking for assistance. Like in my mind, as much as I laugh at pretty much a lot of trolling, like the idea of trolling somebody who just got injured, to me, that seems frankly sociopathic. And 
I think it, it does fit the definition of sociopathy in that a sociopath is somebody who is literally not allowed or who is not able to experience empathy. So actually feeling vicariously what another person's going through, which could really be the only situation here, or they don't believe that this actually happened to me or who knows, right? There, there, there might be just a legitimate human being who says, I need to call out this guy, <laughs> you know, so I could have just let that go, right? Um, I, I didn't. <laughs> I addressed the situation by contacting these individuals back on that website saying, I'm genuinely curious as to what would make you attack me after having sustained, you know, hearing damage, you know, and it wasn't simply, oh, you disagree with my opinion and you're making fun of it. How dare you? It's just like, I, I put that out there. You know, I'm a bit vulnerable situation right now. And I'm looking for help. Not only didn't you help, but I get these people just teasing me. And again, even me saying this, I, I, I don't like it because I am not susceptible to teasing. I don't have a problem with it. And I don't necessarily love when other people do it. But if it's somebody's ideas and they're saying, I have a different idea and I'm going to use humor to belittle it, I, I think that's fair game. I don't do that. I don't think that's a good way to go about it, but I don't usually have a problem with it. But if I ever saw a post of like somebody like, hey, yeah, I was just injured. Can you help me? And somebody's like, ha ha, injured. I would wonder what's going on. And these people are my neighbors and I followed up with it. And basically, did anything come of that is the real question. Was that wasted effort? I think partially it was me being a legitimate human being and saying, this is somebody in the neighborhood who is kind of a piece of shit. I'm going to follow up with it. Probably I'm, I'm too close to the case, right? It probably was not the best move for me to be that person. But I always have been somebody who does confront and address things when need be. And I, I'd be curious what you think about whether this was a worthwhile endeavor. I have all these other things to follow up with. And here I am interacting with people who are making fun of me for my injury. Like, why am I doing that? Right. And I do admit part of it came from a place of anger. But part of it is just like, wow, this is a neighbor who is doing this to another neighbor and they're putting out their full name there. I just want to learn more about this. So yeah, needless to say, some of the back and forth was kind of pointless. Uh, one of them just continued to make fun of me. And so I did get to the point like, well, if you want to discuss this in person, I'd be happy to. So what is that? Is that me challenging this person to a fight? I, I don't think so. I don't think a circumstance like that would ever turn into a fight, first of all. Second of all, it's clear this person is just kind of cowardly poking at people from behind a keyboard and, and must be in some degree of pain, if they're not a sociopath, some degree of pain to actually do that. But I did feel the need to at least challenge that, saying, if you're going to do that, if you're going to attack people for being injured, guess what? Some of them are going to be like, well, what you got to say? And okay, say it to my face. Obviously, you know, perhaps even I'm being a coward knowing this person would never meet up, but I did volunteer to meet up with them. And of course they didn't. So I'm letting that go. That's, that's over. So what do you think? Is that a worthwhile use of my time, right? And is that coming from a place purely of anger? Or am I coming from purely a legitimate place or a little bit of both? And what is the role of anger? Is, is it ever useful? You know, I, I think in a direct circumstance when you're being attacked and if that turns into anger so you can defend yourself or defend others around you, that's 
probably good. I think that's why we evolved that. And I'm glad that that is my natural default is like I am directly physically threatened and I stand up for myself. Like, good. But here's the thing. In our modern day, our psychology is still triggered in that way. And 99.9% .9 of the time, we're not in an actual threat. It's like somebody making fun of us on the internet, right? And sometimes just disagreeing with us on the internet. But even if they're, you know, teasing you, whatever. It, it's, it's a useless function in that regard. And even if even if in some circumstances you're like, all right, I'm angry at this person because they're doing things in my neighborhood, you know, like riding around with a vehicle that could hurt people. Like, okay, the initial burst of anger might be justified, but then acting or speaking with that anger is not because it, it it's not that it's wrong. It's just ineffective. It, it's funny. It's like, okay, I'm in this situation where it's difficult. Um, and then my brain is like, well, how would you like to be in a state of mind that makes... <laughs> that is more likely to make your situation worse. You know, that's almost what acting out of anger does. It's literally the worst way that you can act in any given circumstance, except one in which you are directly threatened physically at the time and you need to respond. But again, ask yourself, how many times has that even happened in your life? And at the same time, let's say somebody shows up with a gun in your face, you're going to do some kung fu move and knock it out of their hand. Even then, it might be a good idea to, to chill your anger. And so these are the, the issues that I've been going through recently. Um, nothing major, but our lives are made up of these minor incidents and how we respond to them. And I'm questioning right now whether or not I've been responding to these well. Um, I, I think a lot of it is, yeah, I'm, I've been suffering a bit, you know, physically. And so that's caused some emotional suffering. And because I tend to be anxious about my health, that makes things even worse. And then I asked for assistance on a website and um, of neighborhood businesses, and they either give me a runaround or they actually make fun of me. And I think it'd be funny if the guy at the bank just kind of stood up. He's like, ah but that's not quite what happened. But in a way, what he's doing is worse because he's given me hope and then I haven't been contacting other businesses because I think I have the footage. But anyway, it, it, it's a distressing situation. I think most people could agree with that. It's not the end of the world, right? But the question is, how do I, how do I deal with it? What I don't think is the right move. And I think some people might advise this and I'd be curious if you think that. What I don't think the right move is, is doing nothing. Oh, well, you know, shit happens. And yeah, sometimes people, vehicles aren't good and that's just how life is moving right along. I, I don't believe in that. And I think a lot of my life, I have maybe gone a little bit overboard in trying to correct things because I feel like so many people do have that attitude. Oh, well, there's nothing we can do. Uh, yeah, there are like 55 things we could do. And I think I've done in the past or I've tried to do things that were not effective or not the right things to do. But I do believe taking action is important. I don't think being balanced in one's headspace is just being a coward or a wimp or just letting things happen to you. I think you have to have that question of, is this just about me? In some circumstances, that's okay to just advocate for yourself, to stand up for yourself. And you have to also, if you can say, well, this is also a way that would benefit others, you know, being honest about that, then 
I think it's worth pursuing. So getting this guy off the road is worth pursuing and doing it, you know, 100% legal means, which is all I'm intending to do is I think legitimate as well. Um, I, I think responding to people making fun of my injury on a website is not very lucrative. At the same time, maybe somebody has never stood up to these individuals and maybe it's time that they realize, wow, when I run my mouth online, sometimes people actually follow up with that and I should stop doing that. I don't know how likely that is, but I'm going to conclude with one example of how it might actually be <laughs> effective. So one of these individuals on this website, I ended up contacting him back and after basically making fun of my posts, like doing nothing to help me, just making fun of my posts, you know the deal. And uh, they weren't responding. So is this is this a good idea? I found their phone number, which was very easy to find. It was already on their profile there on that website. So it's not like they were hiding and I didn't have to do all sorts of sleuthing. They're like, I'm a neighbor, contact me. It's like, okay. <laughs> so I contacted the person and I was like, hey, I'm the person on the website that you made fun of. I'd like to hear why you think it's a cool thing to make fun of somebody who suffered an injury. And needless to say, there was a little bit of <laughs> yelling going back and forth. The word sociopath might have been used. Um, and that part wasn't very fruitful and I was not being super masterful. And I think letting my anger get a hold of me and kind of turning the whole circumstance, some other guy did something to me and then this guy did something sort of stupid. And then I'm like, ah, anger directed at this individual. And, and I kept my cool mostly, but I, but I was a bit, I did let loose a little bit on this individual. And I, I don't know if that was really <clears throat> worth it, but here's what's interesting. We, we talk back and forth and then eventually is like, yeah, if you want to say any of this stuff to my face, let's meet. And he's like, I would be happy to meet. And, and of course he wasn't. They'll never meet with you. But I, I, I gladly would have, but no, he would. And then I was like, yeah, well, that, uh, that'd be great. And you know, it'd be even better. It'd be better to even have you as an ally so you could actually help me figure this situation out. And me saying that, even though I'd said it in just that pissy tone, kind of changed the dynamic because I asked for his help. And that's literally what I put out on the website to begin with. So yes, I was being aggressive. I was being angry. I was standing up for myself, but I, I let in a little bit of vulnerability right then, which was my genuine self. Like, hey, the reason I'm pissed at you is not because you said a thing on the internet, but because I need help. And I was expecting help from my neighbors. And not only did you not help me, but you wanted to hinder me. And I guess that hit a chord in him because the rest of our conversation for like the next five minutes was actually talking about the situation and how he possibly could help and what actually got down to the bottom of why the whole post triggered him, which he said is like, well, the whole idea behind um, offering money just seemed to me really off-putting. And, you know, we had a discussion about that. I don't agree with that, but that was the component that did it. Like I was trying to bribe people and basically I explained to him like, well, yeah, I kind of am <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kind of, people don't really clearly care that much about what other people are going through. But if you can say, Hey, hundred bucks, keep your eyes open. I think a lot of people are actually going to do that. 
and I've gotten some messages since then and, and I might actually have some leads as to where this vehicle was because another person saw that at a supermarket and said she heard it backfiring as well and there was this, <laughs> there's this uh, panhandler out there who's off in there and I might contact him and this whole thing is turning into like a, an absurd like comedy but and if you think dear listener that I should just call off the search I would I'm open to hearing why that might be the case but anyway so this individual did talk about it was the money component that triggered him I said well here's why I need to do the money thing and I, I get why that might be the case and he even said well I'm not sure if I believe it and I was like you know so so I'm going through all this and lying about this and he's like yeah well okay and by the end of the conversation we were both calm and he apologized several times to me he he apologized and you know and I said well you know I'll consider how my posts might you know annoy some people because clearly if several people got annoyed by it I Maybe they're sociopaths, maybe they're not, and maybe they have a legit reason to be annoyed. Maybe my post came across as very vindictive, and I definitely was angry. I don't think I put the anger into the wording, but maybe that has come across, you know? So I accept I accept that. I mean, what, what would make people like want to attack somebody who just got injured? Maybe it, they don't think I'm telling the truth, or like this guy suggested, maybe you had hearing damage in another way, and are going in a very convoluted way to try to get this guy to pay for it, which seems a little ridiculous, but this is what's going through people's heads. So most people are not evil. They may do shitty things. I, I, I maintain the fact that this guy's comments to me were shitty, but it doesn't make him a shitty person. And, and at the end of our conversation, I kind of proven to myself that this person was not quite shitty. And I just said to him at the end, like, hey, well, maybe in the future you might disagree with the post. If somebody is putting up something where they're being vulnerable like that and they're talking about their own injury, you know, maybe that's a situation where you just let that go instead of piling on, you know, bad feelings onto that person who's already going through something because that's what it did to me. And at the heart, that's what it was. You know, I was vulnerable in that situation and it hurt me to have people basically say, ha ha, to your pain. And then I'm like, oh yeah, my natural response to that is, let's do something about it. So I'm trying to go through this and be like, how can I grow from this experience? You know, And I think the key is not speaking and not acting out of anger. If you get angry and you feel your anger, I don't think repressing it is a good thing. Um, like in my other podcast where I, you know, I've talked about how I've dealt with anger issues in the past and then I had this resurgence and I actually kicked this door and it hurt my toe. Like that's not a good response to it. I learned a lot from that and I developed this technique called snapping out of your anger, which <laughs> I forgot to do in most of these circumstances. So man, I didn't even take my own advice, but like the idea of like, you're starting to feel angry, just snap a little bit just to remind yourself, okay, I'm feeling angry. Don't do anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. And, you know, breathe into the feelings. You can feel them if you want to. You don't push them away. And so I'm in a learning process and I'm trying to figure out what I can take away from this circumstance. So if you have any suggestions to me, I would be happy to hear that. Um, just don't make fun of the fact that my hearing <laughs> has been impacted. And if you want to make fun of that, Let's talk in person. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach, CEO, and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and got something out of it. 
and I hope you stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing on Podbean, iTunes, or however else you found us. If you yourself are an introvert and resonate with our message, I also recommend you go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter with our latest articles, videos, and other introvert-related stuff. And if you're really looking to level up your dating, social, and work life, email me at introvertunbound at gmail.com for your free half-hour, zero-obligation online consult to help you come up with a game plan to harness your strengths, shore up your weaknesses, and become the Introvert Unbound.